Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week I'll be reviewing 1996's Don't Be A Menace in South Central While Drinking Your Juice In The Hood. Alright guys, welcome to the show. I'm going to be reviewing a Don't Be a Menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. I will not be putting that whole title in the title card. <laughs> Just to let you guys know that is a long ass title and I will not be typing all that. I don't even know if the title card will let me type all of that. But <laughs> it's bad enough I had to type in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, you know one time you know i'm not typing in don't be don't be a menace in south central while drinking your juice in the hood it's just not happening oh also let me date this episode by the way happy mother's day to all the mothers out there i want to send a happy mother's day out to my mother and i want to send a happy mother's day out to my uh wife my lovely wife and a happy mother's day to my mother-in-law and Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, you know, like, there's all of them. Everybody who, uh, pushed a person out of their vagina, happy Mother's Day (laughs) to you, uh, you know, (laughs) you're the reason, you're the reason we have people on this earth, and we thank you for it, this bud's for you, uh, but anyway, uh, happy Mother's Day, but, uh, I just dated the episode, everybody, now, you can't listen to this episode beyond this, you know, but yeah, you can listen to the episode whenever you want, but yeah, I'm just, okay, anyway, um, <laughs> I got some things that I watched this week, finally, I didn't really have anything of note that I watched last week, uh, finally got around to watching Invincible, yeah, I know, it took me, it took me, it took me long enough, uh, finally got around to watching Invincible I binge watched it I want to say I binge watched it on Sunday night and then I I watched like the first I think I watched the first four episodes uh, Sunday night and I watched like the last four episodes Monday night was it Monday night yeah I watched the last four episodes on Monday night and I gotta say man shit this might be the this might be the best this might be the best um comic book show that I've ever seen man this might be it this might be the best when it comes to uh adult superhero sh- uh shows that are supposed to be for uh uh adults like th- and this one's I'm like this one's really adult this this show is really really fucking adult but i'm gonna get to that but like when it comes to prime time, i'm just gonna say when it comes to prime time superhero shows like shit that's not like saturday morning cartoons or anything like that uh this is probably this is probably the best of them all you know i want to say uh it's better way better than the boys and i'm gonna get on that i'm gonna get on the differences between the boys and invincible and then the similarities you know i mean i'm i'm gonna get to that but better I want to say better than the boys. I tried to watch the boys. I got through like six episodes of the boys and it by six episodes if you don't if you don't wow me, I'm just like, yeah. 
You know, like I'm 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 not feeling it. Um It's better than uh way better than the Flash. Anything in the CW verse is way better than that. Flash, Black Lightning. I like the first two seasons of Black Lightning and really didn't get through the third season of Black Lightning. I know there's a fourth season now, but I really you know, you know, Black Lightning can be a little bit too preachy. You know, you know, like I understand, I understand. I'm black. I get it. We black. Okay, black. I understand. Black. I know. You know, so like, <laughs> I get it. We're black. But um, yeah, like that show could be a little bit too fucking preachy. Black. You know. <laughs> Just stop. Yeah, this show could be just, just a little bit too preachy, and like I, I'm just kind of grew out of it. Uh, like I said, definitely better than the Flash. Uh, everything, like everything in the CW verse, better than everything in the CW verse. Even though I am starting to get into Superman and Lois, I watched like two episodes of Superman and Lois so far. It's okay. Like I said, not better than Invincible yet. I'm not gonna say it's better than Invincible yet because I only I've only watched two episodes. So, uh, got that, uh, uh, got this, probably better than one, like, what, WandaVision, probably better than WandaVision, uh, I can't say it's better than Falcon and Winter Soldier, cause I really enjoyed Falcon and Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier is probably my favorite superhero show of the year so far, but it's up there, it's up there. Um, what else? Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, Black Lightning, that's how you, uh, talk about race without jamming it down people's throats, by the way, that's, that's how you do it, Black Lightning, that's, that's how you do it, that's how you talk about race, racial issues without, like, like, shoving it down people's throats, that's, you don't have to, you don't have to be so blatant with it. It's still a show about superheroes. But anyway, uh, let me stop picking on Black Lightning. But uh, <laughs> let me stop picking on that show. Um, but yeah, like it, it's really good, man. I'm, I'm, I loved Invincible. I know. I think it's got like two. Uh, it's got like two more seasons that's supposed to be coming. Like it got greenlit. And looking at this show, man. Looking at this show makes me think about why I never read the comic book because like I totally missed the comic book and I was still reading I was like I, I was still like super into comic books when Invincible came out and I and I remember seeing the character I remember seeing the character I remember seeing it and I was just like eh, what the fuck is that you know like, you know like I would see the book and I just wouldn't pick it up you know, I'd pick up Spider-Man or uh, X-Men or Fantastic Four or something like that, which I think, oh, I was, I'm trying to think, 2002, like, yeah, 2002, X-Men was kind of, X-Men was kind of shitty to me at that point, you know, like, all, like all those books were kind of on a downswing at around that time, you know, and I was still, I, I was still kind of reading them, uh, I was, kind of getting out of x-men because i think that's around that time i think like around that time in like the mid-2000s when they were trying to be like the movies you know it was just like oh um let's put the the x-men in the black costumes and all this other bullshit 
you know, they, like they stopped kind of they stopped being because there was a time there was a time in comic books where everything had to be real. You know, everything had to be real. They, I think they, they even kind of did that with the Avengers in the mid 2000s, too, where like they kind of look, they kind of like took the color out of their costumes. You know, especially like Ultimate Avengers. They had the Ultimate Avengers was around at that time. They kind of took like the color out of their costumes and shit like that and started making it real. You know, and it was just like, okay, whatever. This is supposed to be fucking fantasy but okay we want to get real okay but uh <laughs> but yeah man i've never i never really read invincible i never in my life picked up an invincible comic book and i don't understand why i don't understand why but i'm glad i didn't actually in a roundabout way i'm glad i didn't because there's a lot of shit that happens in this show i'm like god damn you know, <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't, I'm really glad I didn't pick up an Invincible comic book because I would have missed, um, not missed, but I would have known about everything that was going to happen. I would have known, spoiler alert, that Omni-Man is a goddamn crazy psychopath, you know, um, if anybody's watched Invincible, if anybody's watched Invincible, pretty much everybody here most likely has watched Invincible. I told you, spoiler alert before I said that, but Omni-Man, Omni-Man is Invincible's father. Invincible is, um, a teenage superhero. Uh, I like to say he's in the vein of, I like to say he's in the vein of Spider-Man with Superman's powers. You know, with, like, he's kind of like, Superboy mixed with Spider-Man. He's Spider-Boy. But, uh, you know, <laughs> like those old Amalgam comics back from the 90s. You remember those? But uh, I'm going real deep into the nerd hole. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, shit. Um, yeah, it was, Invincible is pretty much, he's a teenage superhero. His dad is a alien from an alien race called the Viltramites, which is kind of like, I guess, like warped Kryptonians. And later on, which I caught on, I caught on in this by like episode three. Um, later on, uh, Omni-Man, uh, reveals to Invincible, Invincible's real name is Mark forgot the last name what was the last name it's something simple too mark 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 i want to say mark coleman but no it's not mark coleman was it mark coleman i think his name is mark coleman was it mark mark coleman was that the name oh my god i forgot this i forgot this motherfucker's name i think his name is mark coleman uh <laughs> But for this, I'm gonna call him Mark Coleman. I forgot the guy. I forgot his fucking name. I'm sorry. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but his dad's his, his, like his dad's Earth name is Nolan. I remember his, his name is Nolan. And so Nolan reveals to Mark later on that the Viltrumites conquer planets is what they do they conquer planets they take over the world 
uh, is what they do. They kind of they're kind of like on some Than- they're, they're on some Thanos uh, Super Saiyan shit. You know, like it's got them a mix of of, of of Thanos and Super Saiyans. We're like uh, we're like uh, Goku. Uh, was supposed to come to. I'm, I'm getting in. I'm, I'm all over the place. Now I'm talking about Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> well, like, um, he was supposed to come to Earth. Goku was supposed to come to Earth to take it over, but he lost his memory and he didn't remember who he was. He didn't even know he was a Super Saiyan until, like, other Super Saiyans came, like Vegeta and Nappa and Broly and. Uh, what's the other one? There's another one. God damn it. There's another Super Saiyan. And I forgot his goddamn name. God damn it. But yeah, that was like until like all those guys started coming and they started telling him. They were like, yeah, we supposed to take this shit over. He was like, what the fuck you doing being all nice to these earthlings? We supposed to take this shit, you know? <laughs> like that. That's what that's that's what that's what that's what it's kinda like fucking pretty much based off of. Um, but yeah, man, I'm not gonna go into, like, the whole fucking story and shit, but I like the show. I really, 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 really fucking like the show. Um, um, I wanted to talk about, yeah, I wanted to talk about the, uh, the differences between Invincible and The Boys, because both these shows are really fucking ultra-violent. They're really ultra-violent. Invincible is Invincible is violent as shit. I want to say, I want to say, Invincible might be a little bit more violent than the boys because they show blood and gore and guts and eyeballs popping out of your socket and punching through your head, cutting heads off, splitting bodies apart. It's like all types of fucking, just they doing all types of shit. All types of nasty, gory, bloody shit in this god in this goddamn show. It's it's fucking it's bloody. It's really bloody. If like you got if you got sensitive stomach, if you got sensitive kids, you know like don't let them watch this. Anybody like don't don't let them watch this because they're they're gonna be traumatized. <laughs> they're gonna be fucking traumatized. Especially that last episode. My God, that last episode is, is traumatizing because, like, there's a lot. Of, there's a there's a there's a big, big, like, uh, death toll. There's a big death toll in that last episode. This a, and that's another thing. That's another thing I like about this show. They show people dying. They show people dying. Like, like. That like I think like episode three was it episode three? Where like they had the alien invasion. The alien invasion. The aliens actually kill people. <laughs> like not everybody got it. Not everybody got out of that motherfucker alive. Not everybody lived through the alien invasion. Like those aliens were blasting on civilians and actually killing civilians. <laughs> there's one. There's one where um, there's one scene where like I think a guy tripped during the then during the alien invasion and he tried to get up and like one of the aliens stepped on his fucking head and crushed that motherfucker crushed his head like a watermelon you know like just just pop that motherfucker uh but yeah man they show death they show they show destruction they show you that like this movie show this this not movie 
this show shows you that being a superhero is not uh all it's cracked up to be, man. Like, and they sh- they actually show superheroes die. They show superheroes die. They show superheroes getting hurt. You know, like like it's not like oh oh he got hit he'll be all right. It's like nah, man. Like this motherfucker got fucked up. He's probably gonna be in a coma for like a month. You know, <laughs> like they go they go into that much detail. You know, <laughs> it was like yeah, man. He got fucked up really bad. Yeah, like he's probably gonna he's gonna he's gonna be out for he's gonna be in a coma for like at least a month. We don't even know what this motherfucker's gonna live. You know, like they show you the, the the perils and the pitfalls of being a superhero on this show. <laughs> they show you that they're like it's not all it's cracked up to be. But yeah, um But yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a good ass show, but like, like, but like I was saying, like the parallels between the parallels between this and the boys is like with the boys, and I think this is why I don't like the boys. This is why I don't really care for the boys. With the with the with the parallels between this and the boys, with the boys, they kind of they kind of show you, they kind of it's kind of like apathetic. They're like there's no hope whatsoever, and like all superheroes are evil, and none of these like none of these motherfuckers got our best interests at hand. You know, like they're all they're all in it for them. It's like the boys is trying to make superheroes into like corrupt cops. You know, it's like that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing with superheroes. They're making superheroes corrupt cops. They're corrupt. They take money. They rape bitches. They you know like, <laughs> they kill people just for the hell of it. You know, like none of them, like none of them, none of them are good people. None of these superheroes are good people. They're fucking racist. I think I, I haven't really, I haven't really watched season two. I think I heard on season two there's a racist superhero on there, and I'm like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> but, but yeah, like they, they, it's just like no hope for superheroes. Like they're all bad. Fuck them, you know, on the boys. And I don't like that. I don't like that at all. That's why. That's why I like with the like with the invincible. With with uh, this is why I like with invincible invincible shows you that there's still hope out there with all the blood and violence that's going on on this show they still show you that there's still hope out there there's still people out there that want to be heroes and they will jump in to being a superhero no matter what no matter if it no matter if it if it costs them their life uh because there's a because there's a team on Invincible called, uh, the Guardians of the Globe, uh, the first, the first, um, the first iteration of the Guardians of the Globe got killed by Omni-Man, Omni-Man murdered them, because they were standing in his way, of, they were standing in the way of him, uh, of world domination, they were standing in his way, so he had to, he had to take them out, um, but he killed them, yeah, and they pick a new team of Guardians of the Globe, and that team is just like, they see Omni-Man doing all this shit when they find out that Omni-Man is evil, they see Omni-Man doing all this shit, and um, I think like, because they got like this Nick Fury type character on the show, and like he's telling them to stand, he's telling them to stand back, and like Invincible at the end, like, because Invincible finds out about his dad, he has to stop his dad, he's like, I'm gonna stop you, and, like, he's getting his ass whipped, <laughs> like, he's, he's getting the shit kicked out of him by his dad, 
and he's just like, and he's just he he just getting the shit kicked out of him, and it's just all this all this destruction. Omni Man's killing people and everything, and the Guardians of the Globe just can't stand by. They they don't have the powers either. They don't. They're not powerful enough to stop Omni Man either. But they're just like they're just looking and they're just like we can't stand by while this is happening. And I don't care. They're like we don't care if we lose our life. We we got to stop this. We got to stop this death. We got to stop this destruction right now. This cannot be. So they go and they go out and they help. And that's what I like about this show. They show you that there's still hope. You know, not all, not all, not all superheroes are evil, especially. Uh, Actually, none of the superheroes are evil. It's just Omni Man. Omni Man's fucking crazy. He's the only. He's the only bad superhero. All the other superheroes are good people. Uh, they got their flaws and shit, but uh, <laughs> they got their flaws. But like all the other superheroes are, they're superheroes. They're legit superheroes. They, they're there to help people, and they don't have any. Uh, they don't have any. Uh, in, any other like sinister intentions, you know. But yeah, man. I enjoy the show, man. That's all I got to say, man. The show is good. I like it. Um, moving on. Let me get a little. Let me get a little sip because talking about invisible is gonna make my make my make my throat drier than the Sahara Desert. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, watched uh, the second part of the Selena Netflix series. Uh, I, I just thought I would talk about it because I talked about the movie and I talked about the first part. So maybe you guys want to hear the second part, you know, <laughs> just saying, um, I want to say that I like this part a little bit more. I like this part a little bit more, not as much, but a little bit more in part one, you know, like. Part I already, I already, I already talked about part one. I forgot which episode that I talked about it on, but uh, it's one of the Christmas episodes. It's in one of the Christmas episodes in December. I talked about the first part. You can skim through those and hear my thoughts on that. But I think it's a little better because I think my biggest, I think my biggest gripe about the first part was like there wasn't a lot of Selena. <laughs> you know, like there wasn't a lot of Selena, and they they kind of like. They kind of, what should I, how should I say it? They kind of, they kind of, I'm trying to think about, I'm trying to think about how to say this shit, but I'm not going to say like, they kind of like, I want to say crucified, but that's not the right, right word. Uh, I was, a, I had a problem, let me say I had a problem with AB on the first, uh, on the first, uh, part of the series i had a i had a problem with the way they did ab you know the way they portrayed the way they portrayed ab let's say that that's the word the way they portrayed ab uh and they still do it here but you know what it's not i'm like whatever fuck it you know like that's what they want to do that's what they want to do but uh, you know (laughs) the show's not the show's really not about him but um yeah, and like he's kind of he's he's really downplayed in part two. Like he's not he's not in. Uh, Cause I kind of feel like I kind of feel like part one was really about him. 
He's in a lot of part one. But part two, he's kind of downplayed. He's kind of in the background. You know, he's just the producer. He's just the producer dude, and he plays bass. That's pretty much him. Uh... But yeah, here I, I like this. I liked this one a little bit better because they showed more Selena. They showed more what she was going through. Um, they even kind of hint, got to put a hint into. Uh, they kind of hinted that there were a little, there were some problems with her and her husband. You know, you know, it was like a little shit. But like, no, like no, no marriage is perfect. No marriage is perfect. I, shit like fuck i had a fucking argument with my wife two days ago you know so you know like, we got into it like two days ago so like it's no marriage is perfect you know like it was it was just it was just good to see that there was the marriage wasn't perfect because i kind of i kind of had the feeling because it's like in the movie in the movie they tried to they tried to play them perfectly you know but like they had their issues they had their issues, just like any other marriage. Just like, it was some regular marriage shit, really. It was some regular ass marriage shit, but I like that they put that in there. Like they they had arguments, they had fights. You know, like I like that they put that in there. But um, yeah, man, and uh, this is where we get uh, Yolanda Saldivar, the woman that murdered Selena. And she shows up in this uh, in this part of the show. Uh, in the first couple episodes, she's in the background. There's like nine episodes of this show. You really don't get to see a lot of her. Because I think she shows up in episode... I think the first time she shows up is in like episode three. I want to say. I think she shows up in episode three. You don't really get a real sense of her until about like episode six i want to say episode six or seven is when you start when they start planting the seeds that oh this this bitch is not who you think she is you know (laughs) i think about like at the end of episode six is when they start doing that they're like oh yeah this bitch is this bitch is shady you know (laughs) and then they were they're from seven to nine they just rev that shit up you know like they're like yeah this bitch is crazy you know so so really Really, you can skip episode one, you can skip episode two, the kind of filler. Episode three is when Yolanda shows up. Episode four, kind of filler. I think episode four is just about like, oh, Selena's having a busy day. Oh, God, you know, and some shit like that. But, uh, you know, (laughs) some shit like that. But uh, it was like one of those episodes between like four and six. Between four and six, it's like one of those episodes. It's like, man, you can fucking skip this, you know. <laughs> it's like from four to six. You can watch three. That's when Yolanda shows up. Four through half of six. You know, you might want to watch six to get some to get episode six to get some like input on what's going on. You know, but four and five, like four and five of filler, like I said, it's just about, oh, Selena's having a rough day or she's having a busy day. Oh, no. You know, some shit like that. But like, really, the meat, the meat of what you want to see is like episode seven through nine. Episode seven through nine is like what the fuck you want to see, because it, sh- it tells you it, like they show you what led up to it, led up to Selena's murder. They show you uh, 
they show you everything, man. Like she she lied about getting uh, Yolanda lied about getting raped, and that was like the last straw for Selena. She was like, "You gonna lie about rape, bitch? Really?" She was like, <laughs> "That's what that was." She she was done with it. She like, "I'm done with you." I think she she was like, "That's enough." She like, "I'm done with you." She was like, she was like, and like. The last day, she was just like, give me my... Because I think she wanted some things for her. Like, Yolanda still had some stuff for her. Some stuff. I think she had, like, some records or some shit like that. That uh, Selena needed. And she was just like... She was like, give me my shit. And I'm done with you. She was like, that's it. So, uh... Then that was the last time she was alive. So, that was it. Um... But yeah, man. Like I said. Not gonna really go, go into too much detail on it. I thought the second part of the series was a little bit better like i said one through two one through two kind of filler three is kind of filler but you get yolanda that's the first appearance of yolanda uh four yolanda is in i think yolanda is in episode four and five but she don't really do much you might want to watch those two i don't know fuck but one and two you can skip but when like three through nine is like when you see yolanda because i think they're like they just start planting seeds about Yolanda in like four and five too, you know, because like she's not in those episodes very much, but she's in them because like they're just like, oh, this is where she takes over the fan club, and oh, that's there's something about fucking money, money's missing or some shit like that, and they're like, oh, I don't know what happened, but um, yeah, yeah, because I think there's one episode where like she's trying to she's trying to build her boutique. This is one episode where she's trying to build her boutique and like the the, the uh, contractor stopped because they didn't get paid, and she's like, "Wait, no!" I, and like Selena's like, "Wait, no! I fucking I, I paid them. What, what what's going on here?" You know, but yeah, man. Skip one and two, three through nine. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Three through nine is where all the shit happens. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> Even though, like, even though, like, two of those episodes, I feel like they're, like, fucking corny as shit. You know, like, two of those episodes, like, I think, like, four and five are just, like, corny as fuck. Because, like I said, it's just about, oh, she's having a rough day. Oh, no. It's, like, some sitcom shit. But, uh, you know, but anyway, that's it. Those are the things I watched this week. I'll be back with my review of Don't Be a Menace right after this. Alright guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, don't be a menace while drinking your juice in the hood or whatever. What the fuck did I just say? <laughs> don't be a menace. Let's just call that. Don't be a menace. 1996. Uh, let's talk about how I watched it as a kid. I remember my parents ordering this movie on pay-per-view. I remember. And I remember liking the movie. I, th- I remember thinking it was funny. Uh, I also remember my mom almost uh, turning it off like 10 minutes in uh, she saw like two naked people <laughs> on the screen <laughs> so that scene when like they're at the party and the two naked people are humping each other and yeah like it almost got turned off you know <laughs> my mom was like oh no <laughs> and my dad my dad had to uh, stop her from turning it off I remember uh, and I was like I had to be what 11 i think i was 11 at the time when i saw that 
yeah, that was that. Uh, <laughs> let's get into let's get into the technicals of this movie. This movie was directed by Paris Barkley, who is uh, mostly a uh, TV director. Uh, most notably, he directed uh, most of Sons of Anarchy, the TV show Sons of Anarchy on FX. He directed most of that show. Most of it is his. I think it was split between him and uh, I don't want to say that but like Kurt Sutter is the uh, creator of Sons of Anarchy I think it was a split between him and Kurt Sutter I think they both directed most of the episodes but Paris Barkley directed most of Sons of Anarchy so like that's a big deal uh and he directed this movie I think this is his only I think this is his only movie come to think about it I think mostly he's done, mostly all he's done is television he's mostly done television this is his only movie uh, the movie was uh, written by Sean and Marlon Wayans with Phil Bowman. The movie has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 31%, which I can take or leave. I don't know. I'm not really Rotten Tomatoes. Is... Going through this, going through these uh, these reviews and adding uh, Rotten Tomatoes scores to these reviews, uh, I've noticed that Rotten Tomatoes don't know what the fuck they're talking about half the time. <laughs> You know, so I'm not even gonna take that shit to heart. So that's that. Uh, the movie had a budget of thir- uh, 3.8 million. Sorry, uh, 3.8 million, and it brought in 20 million at the box office. So it was it was a uh, a success at least. It got their money back. Uh, this film is a uh, spinoff, like not a spinoff, but uh, it's a spoof. This film's a spoof of like coming of age hood movies. It mostly spoofs uh, *Minister Society*, *Poetic Justice*, and *Boys in the Hood*. The movie follows Sean Wayans as Ashtray, who is a composite parody of Trey from *Boys in the Hood*, Kane from *Minister Society*, or and Kane from *Minister Society*. Sorry, and uh, Marlon Wayans plays Loke Dog, who is a composite parody of Odal from *Minister Society*, Lucky from *Poetic Justice*, and Doughboy from *Boys in the Hood*. Uh, the way to review this movie, I really can't come at this uh movie with a traditional review because it's a parody. It's like a bunch of characters playing a bunch of characters that you've already seen. It's like composite. It's like composite characters, you know. Like everybody in this movie is a composite character. It's a parody of a character from another movie. So you can't really talk about like performances. Or the, the character itself, because like it's a parody character, you can't really talk about it. But what I can say is, at the time this movie came out, it felt like a breath of fresh air. That's what I can say because uh, the hood genre was just getting like it was just getting silly. It was just getting out of hand, you know. Like they were just doing too fucking much. And I, I really, I really feel that John Singleton was coming from a good place with Boys in the Hood, but the genre just started to uh devolve after that pretty much it was just very quickly i think boys in the hood because boys in the hood i believe was trying to uh was trying to educate people you know because i feel like john singleton was trying to be like spike lee you know like would do the right thing and all his, uh, like all of other spike lee's movies i really felt like uh because i think he even worked under spike at one point i think he worked on the spike and he wanted to be spike and so he was like i'm gonna make my own movie 
and he did Boys in the Hood. And he was trying to he was trying to educate, but all people saw was violence. And all the studios saw was violence, all the movie studios. So they made Minister Society, you know, and all these other like hood movies. And it just like those movies just start those movies just started to like perpetuate and glorify more violence and just leave the message out that they were trying to uh, convey. Like that's why the uh the, the best character in, that's why the best character in this movie is the mailman played by uh Keenan Iron Wayans. Because like he just pops up <laughs> he just pops up every time somebody says something intellectual intellectual and he shouts message. He's like message you know, <laughs> you know like, he shouts that. And like that's why he's the, I think he's the like the most like important character in this whole movie because like he's trying to tell you like you know what this movie was supposed to be about right it's supposed to be about the message you know but <laughs> but y'all niggas didn't see that shit because all y'all saw was violence so uh anyway but yeah man I feel like this uh this movie and Love Jones were like the like final nail in the coffin for like the hood genre you know like after that you, we couldn't go back we couldn't go back after that after that you know like once some because like once something gets made fun of and it's a parody you can't go back because it's lame now it's stupid they made fun of it they made it look silly they made it look cartoonish you know you can't go back to it and love jones was kind of like this just the start of like the upperly mobile negro movie you know which probably get to a lot of those <laughs> as I go along in this journey, you know, but, um, but yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about the Wayans brothers, uh, uh, part in making this movie. Cause like looking at this movie, looking at this movie, you can tell that the Wayans brothers, like they studied the, uh, Zucker brothers to a T because like, there's a lot of, uh, Zucker brother, uh, Zucker brothers slapstick comedy, in here and it fucking it's it's fucking brilliant i gotta say i have to say because looking back at this movie i was like this movie's fucking this movie's fucking brilliant man <laughs> you know <laughs> it's brilliant because like this it's it's hood airplane that's what it is it's, it's hood it's hood airplane because uh, the zucker brothers the zucker brothers made airplane the movie uh from uh i think it came out like what 1980 when airplane came out because like they were making fun of all those disaster films like the towering inferno and the poseidon adventure and uh there was another one i think it was just called inferno was it just called inferno there was a there was another movie like that you know like making fun of all those movies because like that was those were like the big movies in the 70s like disaster films were big in the 70s and like the zucker brothers were just making fun of it they were like, let's make our own movie called Airplane. We're just going to make fun of all that shit. So, like, that's what the Wayans brothers did. They were making fun of they were making fun of all the hood movies. They were like, this shit getting out of hand. Let's just make a fucking movie parodying all the goddamn hood movies. And they did that shit to a T. They, they, studied, they studied the Zuckers and did it brilliantly. I love it. Um, I mean, like, there is a lot of uh, topical comedy in this movie too along with the slapstick because like they're talking about they're talking about oj simpson 
They're talking about Rodney King. There's like jokes about OJ Simpson and Rodney King. There's jokes about Mike. There's jokes about Mike Tyson. There's a, there's a visual. There's a visual gag about Rick James. You know, so <laughs> a lot of like dated topical comedy. But you know, like if you were there, you were there, and if you were there, you think it's funny. You know, uh, like I said, uh, if you like, I'm not talking about any of the characters or the actors in this film because like they're all composite characters you know like every like i said at the beginning like everybody is playing a character that already exists in another movie <laughs> like all these characters even like the uh side characters um because there's a character in here named daishiki <laughs> there's a character in here named daishiki and like she's a composite character of all the female characters all the female love interests in all the hood movies. She's uh, Justice in Poetic Justice. She's uh, Brandy in Boys in the Hood. Uh, she's a, what was Jada Pinkett's character in uh, Minister Society? She's that character as well. You know, like she's all those, uh, all those characters. Uh, uh, Chris Spencer plays uh, the positive role model brother, you know, like, he's, like, the positive role model, mother, uh, the role model brother dude that's in, uh, Minister Society, you know, like, the guy that gets shot at the end of Minister Society when the drive-by happens, um, like, he, he's that character, uh, he's, uh, there's another character in here named Legs, he's, he's the paralyzed dude from Boys in the Hood, um, there's another, uh, Ashtray's father, he's pretty much, uh, Furious Styles from Boys in the Hood, you know, like, all that shit, like, everybody, everybody's another character, everybody's a character of another character, you know, like, like I said, the one thing I wanted to know, the one thing I always wanted to know, I always wanted to know if black people from LA were ever offended by this movie, because the Wayne's brothers, the Wayne's brothers are from New York, <laughs> okay? <laughs> the Wayne's brothers are from New York, and they're making fun of black LA culture. With the East-West beef still going on, too. The, the, I'll pause right there, just to let you, let that seep in. Because the East-West, the East-West beef is still going on at this time like it's like this is what this is when it's about to come to like a this is like when it's about to come to an head to a head because Tupac hadn't died yet Biggie hadn't died yet uh really 97 is when after Biggie died is when like everybody was like you know what we gotta stop this shit you know this shit ain't worth it like two people just fucking lost their lives and I'm, I'm I'm not for it you know so I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> and they're playing a lot of New York hip hop in this movie too. They're making fun. It's two guys. Let's just do the mirror cap. It's two guys from New York making fun of black LA culture with the East Coast, West Coast beef still going on. And they're playing a lot of New York hip hop in this movie. Think about it. Just fucking think about it. But overall, I still enjoyed the movie. Some of the jokes, you know, like I said, don't hold up because it's so topical. But it's still a fun movie to me. It's not, it's not real. It's not gonna be, like I said, not a real long review. 
because uh, like like I said, all the characters are composite characters. Can't really say much about them. Uh, but I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was fun. I give it a four out of five. Join me next week when I review 1997's The Sixth Man. Catch you guys later. Peace.